1: Russ, what is up? Welcome to the Working Interferences Podcast, the Dental Advice Show. I am Josh Waston.
2: And I am Lance Timmerman.
1: Lance, I feel like I've been all over the GD globe. (laughs) Yeah? Yeah. So, obviously, you know, Europe, we talked about that Uh intensely, Um, got back, and really, no rest for the weary. Uh Really? No rest for the weary? Right. Did I say that right?
2: Yeah, sure. Elmer Fudd style,
1: enough. yeah yeah, um got home, um, and then we recorded last week, yeah, went back out on the road to Columbus, Ohio. does this
2: count as um globe trotting
1: I mean it's <laughs> yeah it's yeah not home. <laughs> right, yeah it's more than a hundred miles away, yeah okay, fair enough, um, Columbus, Ohio, I did a Seattle state club on Friday, full oh, day, okay. Did Ohio Dental Association on Saturday, lecture in the morning, hands-on in the afternoon. Flew home Saturday night. Okay. Got in, uh, I don't know, midnight, something like that. Flew out Sunday afternoon around like four to Denver where I lectured Monday at the Colorado Prostodonic Society. Is that common to do a Monday lecture? No, super uncommon.
2: Yeah, I, I, yeah.
1: Except I have two of them in a row. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> but super uncommon. Got to see uh, our friends, um, Barbie Swankhouse, Barbara Swankhouse at, uh, nice. at Colorado. She's the president of the Colorado Prosodonic Society. Really? Ironically, not many prosthodontists in the Colorado Prosthodontic Society.
2: Interesting,
1: interesting. Surprisingly, was that bitchy um,
2: one from Illinois that relocated to, to Denver? There,
1: we had a little discussion about her, but I don't believe she was. Okay, all right. I uh, got to see our friend Diana Snitzer. Okay, all right. Um, I'm trying to think if I saw if I saw any of our other friends or listeners. I could see. Um, Megan Weisenberger in uh, Columbus. She's in the group, in the uh, the funny shit group. Um, So then I had a webinar on Tuesday. Flew home Monday night. Okay. uh, Worked Tuesday. Had a webinar Tuesday night. Tonight I'm doing this. Tomorrow a webinar. Early Friday morning I fly up to Dallas where I do a Seattle study club all day Friday in Dallas. Fly home Friday night. I'm actually working Saturday because of <laughs> next week. Because Sunday I fly out to Las Vegas for ADA SmileCon. Three days of lectures. Ugh. All Can't right. Can't wait. Including a <laughs> uh, line wanted me to do an Asia Pacific event with them uh-huh. on Wednesday of SmileCon. Just so happened that it lined up to be the same time as SmileCon. Uh huh. Which is like at seven o'clock, seven p.m. Singapore time, which happens to be four in the morning in Las Vegas. Oh God! So <laughs> get up at four a.m. to do that deal. But ironically, that like hour and a half of that, uh-huh. thirty minutes of which, actually, an hour of that technically is pre-recorded stuff that okay. I don't even have to do. Like that, they're right. basically just rebroadcasting my IDS thing. Okay. To the Asia-Pacific market.
2: Well, the good thing is they don't expect you to wear pants for that one.
1: No, they'll never see that I won't be. Exactly. Yeah, Yeah. Um, I'm getting paid almost as much for that as I am for the three days of lectures (laughs) at (laughs) SmileCon. Then Wednesday, Uh I get on a plane and fly to Phoenix, and I'm in in, uh, Scottsdale for the DE meeting Uh on Thursday. Do the DE meeting, fly home Friday, uh-huh, work half a day, do an aligned webinar, work for a couple more hours, then record another aligned webinar in the evening. There you then go. I'm home for a few days, and then I have two aligned webinars next week, and then I get on a plane to do a study club in Philadelphia Thursday night, uh, lecture Friday in Philadelphia, fly home. <laughs> then back out to Phoenix for a hands-on composite course on the 24th. Well, there you go. Then another webinar on the 27th. Then get on a plane to Vegas for the Invisalign GP Summit on the 28th and 29th.
2: Have you ever heard the word no?
1: (laughs) (laughs) No means no, Uncle Larry. When they're writing me checks, I can't, I mean, like, what am I supposed to do?
2: Yeah, that's a hard one.
1: So, yeah, so it's it's um it's it's been crazy. It's just getting to crazy season. Yeah. Um, and that's just October. Um, and then November is not quite as crazy, but a well, little bit crazy. Yeah. Just give um, it time. So the day is young. Yeah. My last one of the year. Uh huh. Is, um. December 3rd. Okay. That's in Evansville, Indiana. It's a Seattle State Club. It's a full day. So.
2: <sighs> Damn.
1: Yeah. Here's the thing. Like, I remember, I've always thought, this has always been in my head, mm-hmm. that I was, I was, was and would be and was destined to be a quote unquote one hit wonder. Hmm. I thought I was going to be like, aha. Or <laughs> Dexys Midnight Runners. Probably or... more Dexys because
2: Aha actually had a pretty good uh, discography. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay. Uh, or Rick Astley. Oh, he's... Any others? Who, yeah. Who's like your all-time one-hit wonder? The Buggles. Yeah?
2: <laughs> no. Just the only, I, there was only one sign I could think of, you know, Viddy killed the radio star, but there's probably yeah. a bunch.
1: Um, um, I always thought that would be a one-hit wonder with the review stuff. And I, I... I definitely remember at some point believing deep in my heart that like my French laundry story Uh that I did at DS world would be like, that's, that was it. That was the only, that was the most amazing thing I would ever write. I would never write anything better. Uh And then, you know, like I think there's three things or four things, four stories in Shamford psyche that are better. Um, I think my, um, my stuff on inapproximable context is actually better (laughs) Um, I think, uh, the Katie story from my align stuff is better. Um, so, you know, I don't know, like, I don't, I, I, I've always felt like, Hey, get it while you can. Right. Yeah. I, because,
2: well, it's kind of like, uh, Zach Galifianakis, uh, famously chastised, um, the wife from, um, Mad Men. What was her name? January Jones. January Jones. And, uh, she was just being a bitch to somebody. And he's like, hey, look, um, we're only going to be uh, big and important for a very finite amount of time. So, yeah. you know, make use of it while you can and be good to people because someday it's over. Yeah. So,
1: yeah, I, I I don't blame you. So, I've always felt like the the end is coming. And so, if I don't get it, then I will regret it later. And so, that's kind of where some of that comes from. Yeah. Um, it makes I sense. may have s- some work being done on um, on an associate to be there when I'm gone. So yeah. updates on that hopefully soon. So that would be Sweet. an amazing thing for me. So I
2: thought when you said work done, like nip tuck, you're gonna do. it. Oh little... yeah, yeah, yeah. No, definitely,
1: <laughs> definitely. I'm gonna get a, a, a couple inches cut off the gut and then add it to uh, well, you know where exactly. <laughs> um, <laughs> Did, um, basically a half a day of Shamford psyche for the Colorado Procedonic society. Yeah. Um, one of the first times I've ever done it live in a long form like that. And I still cut stuff out. It still was only maybe two hours and, and I really need it to be about three or three and a half. Okay. So I do need to add some more stuff to it. And I definitely rushed through some stuff and I cut some stuff out that I would spend some more time on. Um, I really think I need to add. I've got some stuff in there. Like, I've added a bunch of stuff about like meds, like the the top 200 meds that treat like depression, anxiety, panic, schizophrenia, Uh schizophrenia, stuff like that. Yeah. And sort of what their oral sequelae are because you have no idea like how often I talked to dentists about the idea that SSRIs cause bruxism. Uh huh. And there's just like blank stare. Really? And that, like, hey, if you're looking at your med history and someone's on an SSRI, it's more than a 50/50 shot that i'm going to suggest a night guard for him yeah for sure um, and and i don't pull punches as to why like if they've told me they're taking that drug to me it means they're comfortable enough with me knowing it that we're going to have that that it's okay to have a conversation about it right yeah for sure and so i i was uh doing some pubmed research for for that as i'm as i'm looking at it cuz i i have I need to get a good solid half day out of it, um, Mm. for a a couple of programs coming up. And, um, so I need some, some, I need to fatten it a bit. And so, um, I was doing some research and, and there was a big systematic review that was basically something like, it's like 49% of people on SSRIs, um, list Bruxism as their number one side effect. Mm Mm-hmm and report doing it multiple times, like report noticing it multiple times a week. Right. And this, med- this study, which was published in, in medical journals, not dental, medical, um, suggested that the treatment of choice for this was to simply prescribe the patient Buspar, which is another psychotropic medication. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> so my analogy is, is, do you remember the old fables, like a children's story of like the, the guy that swallowed a spider? And then he swallowed the mouse or or he swallowed a fly and then he swallowed the spider to get the fly. Get the fly. And then he had to swallow a cat to get the spider and a dog to get the cat and just like on and on and on. That's what we're doing. But like with brain meds and like never in any of the literature was there any suggestion of like, Hey, check with the dentist about an occlusal orthotic. Not once. Never like never once fucking mentioned it's just like, do nothing or put them on Boost Bar, uh-huh. whatever. We don't care. Not yeah. a big deal. Like, and it was like, oh, yeah, like more, you know, at least a half, if not more patients have this. Yeah. You know, or the patients who take this med, which is a, millions and millions of people have mm-hmm. bruxism, yet no discussion about the idea of, of you know, well, a, a GP. big pharma who- doesn't want
2: you to look for an alternative the, other than more pharma.
1: Well, and I would, like, I wouldn't call, I would never call a doctor and be like, hey, this person on Celexa or uh-huh. uh, Zoloft or whatever is is grinding their teeth, like, can we switch them to another antidepressant? Like, if they're being successfully treated with that, like, oh, yeah. no, yeah. don't, don't change meds, do not change meds. Right. But like, why would the first thought be like, oh, let's give you another medication that works in your brain? Uh-huh. That weird, like, yeah. I, it's just... Like, with no even discussion about an occlusal orthotic or a splint or a night guard or anything. Yeah. And it just feels like that's something physicians should know. And the vast majority of people who are taking SSRIs are not prescribed by a psychiatrist. Not that I would expect them to know any fucking different, to be honest with you. Right. Um, they're prescribed by a GP. And I think the GP um, is like, yeah, how you doing? Yeah. yeah all right. Cool. Yeah. 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 You know, I don't think they're, I don't think they're like, and I don't even, I don't know what psychiatrists do. I'm assuming they have some sort of questionnaire they run through and they hold record, you know, they have a record of uh-huh. how a person answers it before meds and during meds and whatever. I, I don't know. I'm, I, that's a, a question that I would actually like to have answered. Um, but I, I don't know. I, I guess I'm, uh, my brain is bleached to believe that specialists <laughs> do things better than general practitioners do, which is, you know, obviously not always the case. Uh And so um, I I just found it wild that that was like, that was the fucking suggestion. Yeah, that is curious, but- It's uh, crazy. Yeah. So um, looking at adding kind of more stuff about like, another thing is I found some really good data on like what questions dentists ask on their medical history forms. Uh The number one question that a dentist asks on their their medical history forms is, are you under psychiatric care? Which is a horrible question. Because (laughs) again, the vast majority of people who take- mental health medications are not under psychiatric care. They're yeah. under, or not seeing a psychiatrist, seeing a GP. Um, and so, you know, I, I, and plus that doesn't like that, th- that is exclusive of therapists and any of that stuff. Right. Like, so like, that's the only question that uh, more than 85% of dentists have on their paperwork. And so it's like, um, I think another part of it is, Hey, what should be the questions on your paperwork? Yeah. What should you be asking your patients? Yeah. You know, that, that seems like a good place to start. Um, for sure. with this is like, Hey, are, are you under the care of a mental health professional or are you being treated for one of the following? Yeah. Cl- clinical depression or major depressive disorder, AKA clinical depression, uh, uh, uh mania disorder, uh, or, or manic tendencies, uh, or bipolar, you know, or one, so, yeah. something like that, like kind of in plain language, um, you know, anxiety and panic attacks, something like that. Um, that's just a far bet. Those are, that's like a far more inclusive question then, you know, and, and are you under the care of a therapist? You know, something like that. Um, mm-hmm. and then I think I need to add some stuff in there about like, Hey, you've got a patient, like what, why would, I, like, why would we need to potentially refer a patient to a therapist? Um, and to me, it's like, you know, when you have somebody who's, who's crushingly, um, phobic of the dentist, you know, I think a therapist could, right. could hopefully help intervene. And then how do you find somebody in your community that can help you with that? And all of that. So that's kind of, I think the next phase of this is like, Hey, help yourself. Cause that's a problem. You know, this is obviously a problem in dentistry. Here's all the stats. Here's how you help yourself. Therapy, yoga, meditation. Um, uh, uh-huh. you know, the, the other stuff I have in there, the other things. And then, um, how do you help your patients? You know, that, that are going through this. So that's, that's kind of where I see me getting to fatten that up a little bit. So gotcha. anyway, that'll, that'll be fun to do. Hopefully I'll get to, to do that a lot more. Yeah, good luck with that. Um, I was supposed to do it in South Carolina a couple weeks ago, and that got canceled. So oh. <laughs> I thought we were done with COVID cancellations, but <laughs> you know.
0: Ah, it's a breakthrough she is infection. What she
1: is. Um, Lance, this isn't my show.
2: Okay. <laughs> I
1: like that one. <laughs> we answer your questions. We answer questions we find on all those neat little dental Facebook groups. We answer questions from Reddit. 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 We striped health dentists. And dental team members with our own unique brand of advice. I tried to put a little different read on that one, Lance. <laughs> How'd that feel? Good. <laughs> okay. Normally I'm just like, blah, 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 like, the fucking Micro Machines guy. Yeah. <laughs> that's a dated reference. Anybody a in, bit. that's listening to this who's uh, younger than 40 probably doesn't get the Micro Machines guy reference. Probably. Probably. Guy was a minor celebrity from like talking fast on commercials. Uh huh. So he was on a a bunch of car commercials he would talk fast on. He's just like that talking fast guy. Yeah. Made a whole fucking career out of it. It
2: It's amazing. It was crazy.
1: Unbelievable. (laughs) Just goes to show you, Lance, that that (laughs) skill you have of folding your penis and balls to make them look like food products that aren't a hot dog, um, other Mm -hmm. than a hot dog. Yeah. um, It could end up paying your bills one day, Lance. You never know. We'll see. (laughs) So please... We need your questions. They're the sustenance. I just feel like anybody can make their dick look like a hot dog. That's not really a skill. This is this is true. But I mean, if you can make your dick look like shrimp cocktail, now we're talking. Uh-huh. Like now that's like let's let's get you a residency in Vegas or like a Waldorf
2: know? salad. I mean, that would just be. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I can I can make a uh, clam chowder. Just give me about four and a half minutes. Okay. <laughs> you submit your questions to workinginterferences at gmail.com. Now, we don't want just any question we, Lance. Oh, fuck no. We don't want a bunch of boring questions like, who's the busiest dental speaker? <laughs> because we all know that farty Chris Hoffpower is the busiest dental speaker <laughs> ever with the questions that Gordon Christensen cannot answer. Um, I feel like there's, a, there's at least a small chance that Gordon maybe knows who I am. Okay. No fucking chance that he knows who Farty Chris Hoffauer is. Oh, no. None, none whatsoever. None. So I will sleep well tonight knowing that, that at least I have the better chance. Okay. Of that. All right. This is in the subreddit of Ask Dentists. Okay. Uh, Reddit user Few Interests 3 asks, I have a crush on my dentist. Do I have a chance? That's pretty much it. I'm a woman, by the way, and my dentist is a guy. We're in our 20s. Would any dentist even think about dating a patient? I don't know if I'd be attracted to someone whose mouth I've been in all day. How do I hint to him that I'm into him? Edit, thanks y'all so much for the responses. I'm crushing, but not that hard that I would shoot my shot. I'm to two finger point emojis back to back.
2: Um,
1: I don't know what that means. Does it pull my finger?
2: Uh, Self-aware, self-conscious? I don't know.
1: He's also the best dentist that I've had, so I wouldn't want to lose that. With that said, at least I can look forward to going to the dentist. Should she shoot her shot, Lance?
2: Well, I I do some homework first. I mean, if the guy's available, then yeah, maybe shoot your shot.
1: But Lance, do you think Steph Curry does his fucking homework when he pulls up from (laughs) thirty-five feet?
2: There's a good chance he knows he, he, he. you didn't get there. But I'm just saying, <laughs> you
1: just feel it in the fucking moment, you know?
2: Yeah. You shoot your shot. You being feel it in the fucking
1: like. moment. Like, you know, like the Jordan who just throws up his fucking hands after he hits, you know, however, what, six three pointers and yeah. a half, which actually, so I, I was watching, I was rewatching, um, last dance recently. Uh-huh. And that, that does seem so quaint because that was like an all time finals record of six, three pointers and a half. Uh-huh. That's like so fucking nineties basketball because now like, Six, three, six, three pointers are like the first 11 minutes for the Golden State Warriors. Right. You know, it's like, oh. that is, that is just a wild, uh, that's a wild record. It's just it like to, to have, I'm sure, I'm a hundred percent sure. I don't know who holds, who holds that record. I'm, I'm guessing Steph, um, that, that the fact that that record held for like a really long time was just like the fact that nineties basketball is completely different. Yeah. Anyway, I digress for sure. The point for of her. that is that shooter shoot Lance.
2: Well, I mean, I had a patient right when I started. So I was 28 and I had a patient. She just kind of, found, you know, shot her shot. And I'm like, oh, well, I'm, I'm married. And, and it was so awkward for a few minutes. Uh, she didn't leave the practice right away, but uh, <laughs> she eventually did.
1: When you say she shot her shot, was it just straight up like, I'm into you. I'd love to go out with you.
2: Not quite those words. It, it was like- very similar. It was it was okay. It was like, hey, you know, we shall go out and get a drink sometime. And, uh, I'm like, I think my wife would, um, want to come along. And she's like, Oh, you're married.
1: Yeah. Do you wear a ring? Uh huh. Okay. Yeah. You were wearing a ring at the time. I mean, obviously I had you had gloves, gloves on, but, but at some point you didn't have gloves on yeah. when you were talking to her as a, during your exam or whatever.
2: Yeah. I don't know how she got the, I don't think I was being flirty. So guess- no,
1: but like, did she just not like not see the fucking ring? I
2: guess not. She just was shocked that uh, at age twenty eight, I was married. So
1: what is she fucking Gandalf? The ring's been there the whole fucking time, and she's never knew about it. I think so. Until it's too late, <laughs> something like that. Not a lot of heat on Gandalf for that. He's just fucking smoking weed with these hobbits for like twenty five years, thirty years, uh-huh. forty years, whatever it was. The ring's there the whole fucking time, and he's just like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I need, I need more from my, my wizard. That's why he wasn't a white wizard to start. That's why he's a gray wizard. I just don't think like people... I smoking weed all the time.
2: I just don't think people give a shit about rings anymore or something. Because there was one time, I was, They actually this one lady asked uh, Holly, hey, do you know if he's um, seen anybody? <laughs> <laughs> and Holly goes, I don't know if he's seen anybody, but I know he's married. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like, I don't want you you ask him if he's seen anybody. And then tell me what he says. Yeah. Um... I don't know. Shoot your fucking shot. Like, yeah. who cares?
2: Yeah. Uh, maybe maybe a, a layup first. You know, check for the ring.
1: It, <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's like, all right, look to see if there's a ring. If there's not a ring, fucking shoot your shot. You're both in your yeah. 20s. Yeah. I think this idea of, like, these fucking boundaries and stuff, like, he's not your fucking attorney. No. You know what I mean? Like, he's not, um, he's not performing brain surgery on you tomorrow. Yeah,
2: and I don't think there's a conflict. I don't think there's an ethical anything there. And so. And if it
1: doesn't go, like, I don't know. I'm, I was looking at some of the uh, responses here. Um, and, and somebody said, um, you'd have to stop being his patient. No. So, like, why? Why the fuck would you have to stop being his patient if you started dating? Do you treat Holly? Poorly. Yeah. (laughs) We all treat our fucking wives. Of course. Yeah. I mean, unless there's such a fucking train wreck that you're like, I'd rather pay someone else to do it. Right. But like, like what percentage of fucking dentist wives do you think does the dentist pay to go see another dentist? There's
2: no fucking way. I'm not paying somebody retail. So
1: like (laughs) we start dating and now I have to refer you out. But then once we get married, it's okay for me to treat you. Like what? What is that bullshit? That's ridiculous. That's like, again, that's a, a self-inflated fucking ego about what we do.
2: Yeah. And it's not that no, someone made this up and, and it's just stuck with this person. But as, no,
1: like no one made it up. Like this person is transposing that shit from like fucking Chicago Hope or ER. <laughs> like you're transposing it from a fucking medical show. Right.
2: Who never bother using like, a consultant. And so they fuck up all the dental references always.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but like it's like that comes from like medical movies. Yeah. That's, like, not even a real fucking lie. Like, yeah, I get it. Like, maybe, you know, a, a neurologist, a, a neurologic surgeon shouldn't put together their fucking wife's spine. All right, okay. cool. We're going to have somebody else do that. I'm pretty sure I can handle a, a goddamn class one composite.
2: There's a good chance.
1: And, do, and, and my hygienist can do a prophy on him.
2: Sounds I, reasonable.
1: I, like, I, <laughs> well, it's so wild to me that you would think, like, oh, this, this shit. This is so intense, Lance. This is so... this. Yeah. I, I can't be possibly... I can't possibly, Lance, I can't possibly be expected to make clinical decisions when the person that I'm working on is my loved one. How am I supposed to decide what fucking matrix system to put on that class two? Like what... Uh, when, should, I, should I do a, a moderate chamfer or a light chamfer on that crown?
2: And prop? at what point do you pull the plug?
1: Yeah. <laughs> It's a fucking filling, bro. Calm the fuck down. Uh-huh. Shut the fuck up. And just do it. It's fine. If you start dating, you don't have to stop being this guy's patient. Because he's going to be like, you're paying who to do your teeth? Like, yeah. What the fuck are you doing? That guy sucks. <laughs> that guy's an asshole. Why are you over there? That guy's farty. Yeah. He's a fucking... <laughs> look, his hair is weird. He smells like God knows what. Cabbage. Um. I just... I, life is fucking short, man. This is how I feel about gay marriage. Okay. And and I, this was one of the things, like, when I more closely identified with a Republican pre-2014, 2015... Okay. I, it was like, this was one of the things that I was very frustrated with the Republican Party with. When they were, like, super anti-gay marriage. Because mm-hmm. who gives a fuck? Yeah. If two people love each other and two people, like, have found... To, like found another person to help them through this miserable fucking existence uh-huh. of this goddamn earth spinning slowly on its axis around the goddamn sun yeah 40 50 60 times until you're lucky enough to die if you find one person i don't care if they have the same fucking genitalia as you more power to you you exactly. want to get married more power to you same fucking do it yep. and who am i to say different and who's the fucking government to say different and, and get after it, buddy. Mm-hmm. I've always been slightly jealous of, of, of gay guys because it just seems like they have a lot of fun. Some of the, like, gay friends I've had, yeah, whatever. Even if guys are in a relationship, they get blown at a fucking club. It's not a big deal. Eh, you, you, whatever. I've always been like, subtly jealous of that shit because gay guys just seem like they have a lot of fucking fun. Um, <laughs> and so it's like, all right, you guys want to get married? Fucking get married. Who gives a shit? Pay taxes, get married. It's yeah. none of my fucking business. Seems reasonable. And, and, and this just seems like in that same fucking vein of like two people. I don't care if one's a patient, one's a dentist. If, they, if their existence together helps them get through the day, then more power to them. Who gives a shit? And if the dental board, God forbid, were ever to say any fucking shit about it, I would, I would be the first one in line to fight on your side on this one, For sure. whoever this fucking dentist is. Because it's not the dental boards. Now, listen, you know, you're putting your patients under and you're squirting cum in their mouth with a fucking Monacek's range. <laughs> like now, that's a, those are th- very different things between like, I went on out on a date with the fucking patient who asked me out. Who gives a shit? As long as everything's consensual, who fucking cares? Th- this is the same thing. Look, look at this. Listen to this fucking one. Okay. Would you want a shot with your gynecologist? Same idea. No, it is not. It's not even close. You're not a fucking... We're not gynecologists. We're fucking (laughs) dentists. Calm the fuck down. Different hole, man. I mean, my doctor is hot, but her role is to be my doctor. Thus, I view her in a professional light and keep my base instincts out of the picture. Her job is to keep me alive. We're fucking dentists, Lance. Uh, My job is not to keep you alive. No. It's not my fucking job. Not even close. No. No. So far, I have 100% success rate with my job, Lance. I'm fucking perfect. Fucking
2: perfect. 100%? That's nice.
1: (laughs) What's that like? And my role is to be a polite and gracious patient. It's all about personal professional boundaries, establishing them in your mind. I 100% get that. But to compare your dentist to somebody who's trying to keep you alive?
2: No, no.
1: Come on. Like, I, I see a dermatologist who's a smoke show. And if I was single and she was single, I'd fucking ask her out in a heartbeat. Sure. In a fucking heartbeat. Yeah. In a minute. Um, and I, she's my fucking dermatologist. Yeah. What's the worst thing she's ever going to do is cut a fucking mole off of my back? huh. Do we expect that to go bad? And like her to have to make some tough decision like doing CPR <laughs> on, on the fucking operating table for 45 minutes because she can't say goodbye? It's a fucking cutting off a mole on my back. The worst that it can go is it's four stitches instead of three. Yeah. Who gives a shit? Like, I, this, this is like self-important, self-righteous bullshit. Hey, that's, that's a lot of dentists for you. I would never. A patient is a patient, and it's best it stays that way. I, I, Andrea is my fucking patient. Yeah. So I got to get a fucking divorce now?
2: <laughs> you should have thought about that before the wedding.
1: I wouldn't take the risk of dating a patient unless they stopped being my patient a long time ago. A current patient, never. Who the hell Edited. are? Th- Let's be clear about being attracted by a patient is not an issue, even if you've been in their mouth. I wouldn't care about that. It's all the. He's like, no, no, no. I, if you don't have been in your mouth, I still want to smash. Yeah. But I just, I, my ethics won't let me. <sighs> this is such. Nah. This is such. Blood. It, not a dentist, but I strongly suggest if you want to pursue something, stop being their patient. Didn't tell him why. N- n- no, just fucking ask him out. No, nah. it's,
2: <sighs> it's. It's like the the only idiot dentist or the one responding on in Reddit there because. They're a bunch of morons.
1: I just don't understand like, why you think you're that important. I, yeah. That like being in a relationship with somebody <laughs> interferes with your decision-making process to like make good sound clinical decisions. Yeah,
2: I, I would have done that MO, but now maybe I shouldn't.
1: This person says, I believe the patient can't be a patient of record for at least six months before a dentist can date a patient. Are we sure that that's in any fucking... Uh, maybe it is. I would feel like it would be different state by state because Probably. that would be in a person's state dental practice act. I don't think that's like... I, I think there's a difference between like coercing a patient into having sex <laughs> Obviously different circumstances. Then a patient asks you out and you say, yeah, and you go get a fucking martini after work. <laughs> if you're both like single and available and consenting adults. Yeah, I don't know. This is this, the, the height of hypocrisy here and, and the self-importance and self-flagellation self, uh, about these fucking dentists who think they're fucking brain surgeons here fucking wild it's goddamn wild go nuts date this fucking guy in the
2: ethical um let's see the the jada volume 136 can a dentist uh date so i'm skimming through and it says the short answer to the post question is that yes the dentist may be creating an ethical dilemma in seeking a dating relationship with a patient
1: so this is a dentist that's a dentist seeking a dating relationship with a patient. The way I read yeah. that is a dentist asking a patient out. This is the exact fucking opposite. opposite. Yeah. Maybe that's me getting real semantical, but I just say, man, life is too fucking hard. And if you want to shoot your shot, shoot your fucking shot. Yeah, shoot your shot. Cause, cause God, no, like, what if this is your fucking person? Like, what if this is your, your yeah. soulmate? Yeah, I agree. And because some fucking asshole on Reddit was like, no, nah, you can't get a good profi if you guys are dating. Like, fuck, are you fucking kidding me? Absolutely insane. Now, act like Steph Curry, pull up from 35, and, and fire one off. Now, if he says no, he says no, it's fine. Who yeah. gives a shit? Here's the deal, it's like, Oh, like, I I a lot of these people are like, oh, like, he's going to lose you as a patient. Now, based on statistics, there's like a 39% chance he's going to lose you as a patient within three years anyway. Right. Dating or not, so who gives a fuck? Exactly. <laughs> it's not like we never lose patients. I lose fucking patients every day. Oh, it's uh, a... And, and I don't get to date any of them.
2: Yeah, I got a tally mark up front. How many today? Yeah. It's only seven?
1: Sweet. <laughs> it's the ones we don't know about. They just stop coming. Uh-huh. So, yeah, shoot your shot. Just Steph Curry, cross him over. Yeah. Fade away, Euro step. However you want to shoot your shot, just shoot it. Shoot it. And uh, I, well, you like the James Harden Euro shot? You like the uh, just the Steph Curry pull up from 35, or you like a. Um, I like the Tim Curry crossover. The, between the legs. Tim Curry crossover? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, that, Tim Curry is, had a great cos- crossover. Um, I do like how you combined Tim Hardaway and Steph I Curry did. into. A, a white seventy-year-old actor in Rocky Horror Picture Show. Uh, what about like the Clay Thompson from the corner kind of thing? Like, it's a good one. Um, or Dame, you know, Dame, like Dame at the buzzer. That's those are always good.
2: Yeah, see, I'm not familiar with the current NBA because um, yeah, you're missing. Now, out. Ever since the Sonics left, I barely remember who's
1: who who he ever played, let
2: alone play currently. That
1: left shrimp ah. Xavier McDaniel. Detlef. Just from uh, from the from the elbow, Xavier McDaniel. Oh yeah. Um
2: he was wicked down low.
1: Trying to think of other other uh supersonics. Um man. I just like Peyton and Kemp. And we had the uh, big white white boy, Tom Chambers. Oh Chambers, yeah, but that way was that before or after Phoenix. That was before. Yeah. Um Kelly Shays, maybe? Was that a guy? Uh
2: I think he was a guy uh, on the bench.
1: We're veering into remembering some guys. Yeah, Lenny Wilkins, <laughs> the player coach. <laughs> yeah, did he play? Was he a player coach? Yeah, he was. I know he was a coach. I've, I've, didn't he coach your championship? He did. Game? He
2: was our, our coach then, but he was like player coach like a couple years before that. So
1: that's basically what Dennis has to. We have to be the fucking player coach. Yeah. We got to coach everybody, and we have to fucking play. Like I'm fucking tired from playing. I don't have time to. I, I don't have energy to coach you. You, you people. Coach yourselves. I'm coaching myself. Yeah. I got to beat all. Um, really, no pose. This is a, what they call a burner account.
2: Oh, was it? Okay.
1: Yeah. Um, so, yeah, not much there. Um, from the subreddit of Oral Professionals. Ooh. Sounds foxy. Um, I'm intrigued. User, Reddit user MainMito asks, anyone here is ambidextrous? So recently, I've been thinking of training myself to be ambidextrous. Some clinical situations would be better if I use my left hand instead. An example would be doing work on Q4 posteriors. Is that lower right? I don't know. Yeah, he's fucking international. People. Yeah, I'm going to go with lower right. Also, I've recently had a scare with my right hand, had a pinched nerve, and was out of work for a week. My question is, does being ambidextrous help in dentistry? I have so many tips on how to achieve that. Back in dental school i heard of some supervisors being ambidextrous and we were all in awe.
2: So the guy that I bought my practice from, when he would do IA, depending on what side of the chair or which, which side he was doing, he would do left-handed for one side or right-handed for the other. And I wasn't that impressed. I just... <laughs>
1: <laughs> because he was sloppy with both of them or what? I
2: just went, wow, I just do it this way. And I rotate this way. or, or I mean, it, I don't have a hard time... Doing I, IA for right or left. It's I position slightly different, but
1: yeah, I don't miss. I, I, mean, I do like, as a righty, I do like IA on the left better. It's a straight shot. And I, and I can be at 12 o'clock uh-huh. or 11 o'clock or whatever, you know, and I can get right in there. But if if I'm going to do a right, I've got to go to the front of the patient basically and have him turn towards me.
2: Yeah, but how hard is
1: that? Well, I know it's not a big deal. I get it. But that's not, in. IA is not so much what I would be. To me, it would be more about like buckle of left, of like upper left, like prepping the buckle of the upper left. I guess. Like that's where I'm sort of like leaning in a certain way or sometimes even sitting up, um, you know, to see. Um, and then I wish I could just sort of slide over that way. But here's the deal is like, if you're ambidextrous, your assistant's got to be ambidextrous too. Mm-hmm. Or your room's got to be ambidextrous because let's say you're doing some quadrant dentistry and you're doing like uh, a, a DOMO on 314 and you're, they're going to hop over to, to 1314 and do the same thing over there. Like you'd have to stop in the middle of the procedure and reverse the room. Yeah. No, I. So I could see how, I, like, I don't think you need to be full all out ambidextrous. I think it's like an NBA player. Like, you need to be able to go to the hole with that hand sometimes. Right. That would be, that, like, that would be handy. If it was like, oh, I could just hop over, you know, I'm doing a crown prep on 14, uh-huh. and like they've got a big fat cheek, and the mesial or the um, distal buckle is a little hard to get to with my right hand. And eh, let me just kind of move to twelve o'clock and do that little part with my left hand.
2: Yeah, but that that would be. I had a, sweet. a left-handed hygienist, and I, I hated doing my hygiene checks because I come in there and i yeah. everything's set on the wrong side of the it's fucking. I had, these, man, hated it. Although what's weird is as I'm right-handed, but I I kick with my left foot. I dribble basketball with my left hand.
1: Um, How do you know what foot you kick with? Like, were you a place kicker in high? What, what the yeah, fuck? Yeah, when I played soccer, you know, you... you oh, see, I'm not... Ne- like, this is gonna... I've never kicked a softball in my fucking life.
2: A soccer ball or a softball? Soccer ball. Okay. Did I say softball? Yeah, I think so. Well, I... <laughs> I've like, never kicked one of those too. either. <laughs> Fun fact. you're. We're not <laughs> um, <laughs>
1: <laughs> or if you, you play football, you're a punt punt the football I mean not like not enough to know like oh I'm fucking left footed you know <laughs> like
2: okay. so I grew up playing soccer and then
1: basketball okay so yeah, I've never I've literally never kicked a soccer ball in my life that's weird did your, did your parents not love you I'm fucking 42 <laughs> like soccer we didn't know any fucking played soccer we played baseball like real fucking men like real fucking American baseball's
2: boys baseball's in the spring you play soccer in the fall
1: no play football in the fall when you get
2: older and you're allowed to play football, but when you're in kindergarten, I
1: Oh, well, this was in the fucking eighties, man. We played football all the time. <laughs> <laughs> no one gave a shit about head injuries. <laughs> Got your bell rung. Shake it off. Yeah, put rub some dirt on it. <laughs> um, the hygiene. Here's the thing. If I had a hy, if I had a hygienist who was amazing, mm-hmm. who was left-handed uh-huh. and was like, I'm going to be here for a long time. You could outfit your operatory in a way to make it easier. Right. The problem is, is like when you got one, it's like, I don't know if they're going to stick or not stick. Sure. I'm not investing into all these like adding another uh, assistance pack. You know, I'm not like going to do that kind of, I'm not going to yeah. do infrastructure changes on the room to make it easier for this arrangement to work. Exactly. If you're, if you're just going to fucking hit the bricks in three months. Yep. Um, and I, I had a left-handed hygienist who I hired and I worked with her for a couple of weeks and it was frustrating. Um, but it was like, we could get through this. Mm-hmm. And then she fucking quit or she like took another job. Yeah. Granted, I was only like having her work like a day and a half a week, but that was the job. Like yeah. that was the fucking job she took. Yeah. Um, so when that happened, I wrote a bit. I wrote a, I wrote a joke. Um, okay. And I have it on my, on my uh, notes app. Um, you want to hear it? Yeah. It's like, I just sat and wrote this. Like I've not gone back and like punched this up or anything. So this is, um, this is just like what I wrote, like one day in frustration. I got a new hygienist. She's a new graduate, which is always fun. Uh, I always love finding out how much worthless information that hygienists learn in hygiene school. Like, oh, you learn how to sh- hand sharpen a Gracie fourteen fifteen while blindfolded in the truck of a 94 Buick Regal. Great. But can you take a readable bite wing more than 50% of the time? No, of course not. <laughs> Only important things are taught in hygiene school these days. So she's, uh, she's left-handed, which is, um, well, left-handed people in dentistry, what can I say about this? They should um, not be allowed <laughs> into the profession. I don't think that came out right. Let me try that again. Left-handed people should be... Sorry, I like nicked my microphone. Um, Banned from ever working in the dental field. Is that too harsh? I don't know. I mean, uh, it's sort of exclusionary, but it's not like being left-handed as a race. It's an actual problem with the way rooms are set up. It's just like if you're born left-handed, your parents should uh, paint lamb's blood on the door and the Pharaoh's brutes will come and take care of it. I don't know. It's just really inconvenient. The entire room is set up the wrong way when I walk in, and I just think it'd be easier to just sacrifice left-handers as children. <laughs> I mean, certainly easier than changing the operatory back and forth all the time. The alternative is us superior-handed dentists being more tolerant, and that's a lot to ask as it is. I totally understand that things like gender, race, ethnicity, identity have no impact on whether or not you can be an amazing dentist, but there are n- there's just no room for lefties in this field. Go be relief pitchers. You can play until you're 45 and make millions of dollars. It's better than this anyway. Or maybe you guys can have your own left-handed island or something where the entire entire island is all left-handed people and you guys just live your best lives there. I mean, that's got to be a better solution than me flipping my operatory around all the time, right? So that was the bit that I wrote (laughs) about lefties. Um, way back, you know, back way, in the day, when... like, my mother
2: apparently was so, probably supposed to be left-handed, but it was... Yeah, and they beat it out Yeah, of her. they made her, you know, use her fork with her right hand and... and That's the way it should with be. with your right writing, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't disagree with your... Let's weed them out. Should we put them on a I mean, boxcar and take
1: them, you know, on a train? I, they just need to have their own offices, this is like this is just an all left handers office. Everybody from the front to the back, everyone's left-handed. Okay. Cause then it's like everything's set up, the rooms are set up the same. I so, uh, dentist left-handed, hygienist left-handed, everybody's So happy. you're for you're, it's you're like, you
2: are for segregation.
1: It's it's like it, you know, like you remember the Jim Crow laws, right? Sure. It's not it's not like that. It's like the Whitey Ford laws. Okay. You know? It's just like this is left-handers. Left handers are separate but equal. You okay. know? Again, it's rough on like things that people Like like identity things and race and gender things, but like left-handed stuff. Like, there's a real fucking reason here. What about
2: that? Like, don't ask, don't tell. So, what if I'm left-handed, but I like do it in secret?
1: I mean, if you can, (laughs) if you can use your right hand, then fuck it. Then you're (laughs) right-handed. If you're left-handed, but I don't know it, then that means you're (laughs) right-handed. Um, I just, you know, it's an actual thing. It'd be, it'd be sort of like. If left-handers were to complain about Whitey Ford laws, it would be like me or I don't know who's somebody we know that's Rich Rosenblatt uh-huh. complaining that he can't he doesn't get an equal shot to play in the NBA. Like no motherfucker, yeah. that's just not how it works. You're three foot five, yeah. like you're not playing in the NBA. <laughs> you
2: can you can be the next Muggsy Bogues, but it's you know good luck.
1: Right, it, it's just what? not going to happen. <laughs> it just is what it is. Like I, I, am I are we supposed to change the fucking game like? To make it to where short dudes can play in it, like lower the rims or something. Like what? I, everything in dentistry is set up for righties. It just is what it is. It's like the NBA being set up for tall people. Yeah. It just fucking is what it is. D- if you want to make another league that's just for little people, mm-hmm. then fucking do it. That's right. And that's what the left handers should do. They should make their own other league that's just for them. They should just have their own offices.
2: And then someday- and everyone's left Some there. left-hander will be able to cross over from one league to the other and will retire their
1: number later on. Yes. There was a, a pitcher. Do you remember this guy that pitched for the A's that could throw with both hands?
2: Oh yeah. Who was that?
1: Do you remember this? Guy? I forget his name, but one of the newspapers says that the, it was like the A's the A's had like A's pitcher, uh, a- amphibious A's pitcher <laughs> yeah. makes his debut. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like nobody, nobody, uh, nobody proofread that one. Um, but so there, when he was in the minors, In the major so they had to make this rule because in the minors, there was no rule about how many times you could switch back and forth between left and right. Oh, really? And so he came up against a switch hitter.
2: Hmm.
1: And so he changed gloves. He had this glove that was like made where he could wear it on either hand. So he switched gloves, he was like, All right, now I'm gonna be a lefty. And then the batter just like, all right, well, now I'm gonna be a righty. Now I'm gonna stand in on the right side. And then he switched around to the right side, and then he was like, Then the batter was like, All right, I'm gonna switch over to the left side. And they just had this like Mexican standoff where they just both get (laughs) switched aside. And at some point the ump had to be like, all right, we like, so, so they ended up making a rule that was like, you can switch once. So if you're a switch hitter, you have to basically come up to plate. And if you are going to switch from what you batted the last time you have to tell the ump, like I'm switching to this and then it's that. Okay. And then the batter and then the pitcher can switch once. And then that's it. We can't just keep having this, Uh like, you know, back and forth game. And and I I I, uh, I always thought that guy was going to be like like oh like what a crazy great weapon, you yeah. know like this is just fucking unbelievable like yeah. the A's are just so lucky to have this guy. He's <laughs> like out of the league in a yeah.
2: year. <laughs> Fun fact: he sucks with both hands.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean it just like ended up not being that big of a deal, and it was like a novelty. Yeah. Which I think is like what would happen here for a dentist. Like it's kind of a novelty. It's like a trick. Uh Like, oh, look at this. I can prep with both hands. Cool. There may be some situations where having, you know, the ability to go left Uh for a minute or two for one clinical spot would be fine. The block thing. So somebody on here is saying, here's what the first comment is. I am ambidextrous. And when I was in dental school, I made sure to do everything with both hands. Yeah, I bet you did. (laughs) Only in private. Is it? Is this still the stranger? <laughs> it's like it's like it's the acquaintance, right. <laughs> you know. Like, it feels like it's a little weird, but it's not like stranger weird. So we're just gonna like when you're ambidextrous and you switch hands, it's called the it's called the uh, acquaintance. Uh-huh. Um, I'm proud of that. <laughs> uh, it definitely does help. I don't know how single handed dentists can do a mandibular block on the opposite side without switching hands. We just it's easy roll our fucking chair. Yeah, turn your head. I ended up buying a practice from a lefty, so I just went with it. Now I do most of my work left-handed. I switch up when the need arises, but since my assistants are used to me being on the left side, I pretty much stick with it. That's the thing. Yeah. You got to switch the whole fucking formation. It's like jumping from a 3-4 to a 4-3 defense. You got to change your fucking personnel. Yeah. Um, I was born this way. <laughs> In kindergarten <laughs> and first grade, I would switch hands. <laughs> i been writing all the time and the teacher said I couldn't do that anymore. It made me pick. So I had to write left-handed mostly now, uh, but I'm proficient with my right hand. I play sports right-handed, but do dentistry left-handed, except when the situation calls for being right-handed. Basically when I need to learn a new skill, I just pick it up and do it and stick with that hand. Um, I, again, I just think it would just come into play like every once in a while, like on something on the opposite side of the mouth. I just don't know if it's worth it to like, because you got to pr- like that. It's not going to be something you can like, oh, I'm, I'm good. I'm just going to do this a couple of times. You have to spend some fucking hours on
2: this. Yeah, I would hate to start learning. I mean, you're out of dental school. That was what dental school was for, was to spend the four years perfecting things, working on things, practicing. I, time to practice is over. Now Now you're in the real world.
1: Here's the thing. like, So if you could, let's say you're ambidextrous. Okay. You're always going to have one hand that's stronger than the other. Right. right? So let's say it's your right hand that's, that's stronger than your left. Uh-huh. But you can still prep with your left. Okay. So, you need to prep a crown on 15 and you can't really get to it with your right hand. So, you go lefty for it. Um, But since you don't prep very often left-handed, it takes you twice as long. Mm -hmm. It would have taken you less time (laughs) to just strain and use your right hand and fight it and make it happen than it would be to try to fight this hand that's not used to doing that thing. Yeah. Does that make
2: sense? Yeah. Yeah. It's It's all about the reps. And if you don't have ten thousand hours with that hand, right.
1: then I, I just think you're never gonna it's like, all right, well you can here's your here's your options. You could be single handed and be good with that one hand. huh. Or you can be average at best with both hands. What would you rather be? Yeah, you could be out of the league in one year. Right. Yeah. I'd rather be good to great with one hand uh-huh. than average with both. Right. And I just feel like if you use both hands enough to where you are proficient with each, you're never going to be, you're, you're never going to get any faster or better. Cause you're always fucking fighting whatever that offhand is, yeah. you know? But I, again, like, there's a situation or two where it'd be nice, but I just don't think that's like, that's like a real fucking luxury, you know? Yeah. It's like a monkey's paw thing. You know, if you could, if you could just get like a genie's wish. Right. Great but it's not worth the fucking time and effort that it's going to take. No, no.
2: There are times I was using forceps trying to get a tooth that was ankylosed or something. And my right hand got tired. So I, I used the left for a couple minutes to give my right hand a break.
1: Did you sit on your left hand for a few minutes first? (laughs) I did not. (laughs) Um, (laughs) this is a few sick people are going to, are going to get that one. Um, I think it's going to do it for tonight, Lance. I think it should. I think it's, <laughs> I think that, that, that line should probably should probably close it up. Uh, uh, Lance, do you have any friends that are ambidextrous? Nah. If you do, tell them about the show. That's how we grow the show. One new um, dentist who's bad with both hands as opposed to being good with one <laughs> at a time. Um, his of the rating, what's your favorite number? A big fan of five. Um... I love the number five as well. Um, trying to think of a way to work the number five in here.
2: <laughs> pentagrams have five. I, oh. Pentagrams? <laughs> is that what you said?
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, the left side is always considered sinister, Lance. That makes sense. We do know that. Um, so yeah, pentagrams uh, have five sides, and we're a big fan of five here. Uh, his of the five-star rating, iTunes Stitcher Spotify for flicking through Podbean Flick Five Stars. Hit us up on the web, WorkingInferences.com. Hit us up on all the social bullshit. Social Facebook bullshits. Working Interferences with Josh and Lance. Funny shit for Dennis and Dental team members. Lance can be found. Or we can be found on Twitter. Not really, but I guess <laughs> if you really wanted to. If Facebook and Instagram are down for <laughs> no, um, five hours. <laughs> at Winterferences. <laughs> Um, Instagram, let's be, we can be found at winterferences. Uh, let be found at DR to DMD. I can be found at Josh wallace DDS smash that follow button. Like it's your patient that just asked you out. <laughs> um, <laughs> you have a song for tonight? I do. I do.
2: So, um, I got a suggestion from Chris Stafford's wife, Christina. She messaged me and said,
1: Again, I, I love a Chris and Christina. Uh-huh.
2: And, uh, she was, uh, suggesting, uh, it's either Jerry or Gary Cinnamon from Glasgow. And um, and I said, oh, is that Sally Cinnamon's cousin? And she goes, I, I don't get it. And I'm like, ah, shit. It was a song. Sally Cinnamon was an early song by the Stone Roses. And she goes, yeah, that song came out two years before I was
1: born. So, <laughs> so, you are an old son of a so bitch, I my friend. So I went,
2: oh, I guess I'm officially old. So, But uh, she uh, had me listen to the the song cantor and um there's enough references in the song that i don't really understand it (laughs) because it's slang cantor's slang for something in scotland okay so uh, i
1: looked it up and so you're hoping that she will listen to this and translate it for you (laughs) that
2: that would help that really
1: would yeah okay (laughs) okay that makes sense i was uh listening to an old bo burnham song the other day Oh. And uh, he had a reference in there that I did not get, and uh, I had to look it up. Oh, um, and it uh, it says like uh, I'm a feminine Eminem, a real slim, sh- real slim shady lady, uh-huh. but I'm nice because I texted Haiti. And I was I do not, I do not get that reference. Haiti, and and like Haiti, like the country. Oh, and so I had to, I had to Google it, and I just Googled like, but nice because I texted Haiti. And I guess it turned out like there was like an earthquake or some shit in Haiti. A like, couple years ago, yeah. Know, like in 2012 or something. Okay. And if you texted the word hate or to like texted donate to the word Haiti, it like took, tw- it added 20 bucks to your phone bill or something oh, like that. Oh, okay. And sent it to Haiti Relief. <laughs> and I was like, that's a fucking, like I lived through that yeah. and I don't get that fucking reference. <laughs> um, wow. But nice because I texted Haiti. I, so like maybe it's something like that, like where where she'll have to like Google it to help you, Man, even it's though possible. she lived through it. But um, yeah, it, it's always nice to know like what a what a reference to or what the, like what that is addressing in a song uh-huh. that you like, because if you don't, it's like that whole part of the song just doesn't.
2: It means a lot. It less pop. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. If you just don't if you don't understand what it's saying, um, it, it's just it's difficult to know like. Yeah. I don't know. It's one of those, the It's kind of like
2: when you're, you're, if you're a Frenchman listening to an English song, but you don't speak English, it sounds cool, but you don't know what they're saying. So it's kind of like that. Yeah,
1: exactly. It, it'd be great to kind of know. And then the deal is, is like when something's written in another language and they translate it, it never no, has the same pop. Never. Like, because the, 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 uh, you know, the, like, like the, 99 the, loof balloons. It, yeah, the phrases just don't, yeah. they, they don't have the same impact with uh-huh. us. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, it's like, Bob's your uncle. Like, <laughs> what the fuck is, I don't know what the fuck that means. <laughs> Like I get it, like oh, it's like yeah, whatever. Okay. But like, it just doesn't have any pop here. It's yeah. it's more weird. So just it's it's it it, it like sticks out like a sore thumb uh-huh. a little bit more. Um. So so that yeah, I I it, it is nice to know what these references are. At least this is in English. Yeah. Or I mean, I don't know. It's it's fucking close to English of, as you can get. Sort, in of English, you know. sort of English. Sort of English. Yeah. Again, like train spotting. Like when I watched <laughs> train spotting for the first time, I was like, what the fuck is happening here? <laughs> what is going on did that guy just shit in the bed yeah, I, I don't know i can't like i think he did i literally cannot understand anything these guys are saying And it's
2: all over the girls family yeah, that was shit
1: there was a, a brad pitt for performance oh where he played somebody with like a scottish accent that was fucking unintelligible
2: oh and snatch
1: snatch oh, that's it was what it was oh, yeah, yeah that was very you couldn't understand a single word it was he was awesome yeah. that movie. Um, yeah, so, so, yeah, so it's English-ish. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, hopefully we'll be able to get some, some uh, clarification here on, uh, on what, these, what these references are. I'd love it to would know. would be good. Cool. For Lance Timmerman, I'm Josh Waston. Peace. Stay fresh, cheese bags.
0: The beginning of the rest of your life You better stop moving like you're running out of time The realisation coming over your mind That it should be a canter If you could just find the answer You know it could be a canter if you're just a wee bit less of a wanker Melding half of the time This is the beginning of the rest of your life You better start crafting cause you're running out of time The roof is on fire, and it's raining outside But it should be a canto If you could just fake the answer You know it could be a canto If you're just a wee bit less of a wanker Melvin' half of the time The hardest part of the game Hasn't no even playing the game It's caring enough to care About the things that you're doing Oh, it's so we cry in shame Cause you're running out of time The river's on fire and it's raining outside But it should be a cat If you could just find the answer You know it could be a cata If you're just a wee bit less of a wine More than half of the time They tell you it's no easy, they tell you that it's hard They tell you it's impossible to mend a broken heart they lead role a tragedy, pretending that it's hard It's hard to see the finish when you don't know where to start I could write a stanza and put you in a song Detail all the times in you were right and I was wrong Flashbacks to the only place I felt like I belonged You'll never be a king when you're acting like a pawn I'll throw the game